was like, how can I elevate the situation instead of sitting here where I feel crappy? Mm -hmm. My inner being knows I'm not supposed to be here. That's why it feels so awful. Okay, here we go. Sarah Marie Thompson here from Wild and Creative. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here because we are going to be diving into fun ways to increase your personal power and everyday magic on every single episode. I'm here with Tara Green, and Tara is a creative business owner that helps artists get paid for their work. And I'm going to get her to elaborate a little bit on her magical career that she has created for herself. Thank you. Hi, Sarah. Yeah, my jam is helping people who are artists or painters or spiritual workers who work with non-tangible things put concrete terms around what they do so that other people value and understand the importance of their work and they can get paid great money for that if that's what they're looking for. It sounds awesome. It sounds really interesting. It sounds like something that everybody wants to be able to express themselves and be able to um, even get their point across properly where people really, really understand them. So right. why is it really, really important to you? Because that's kind of like an, an interesting take on, you know, I mean, I'm going to say, I guess it's a niche market, right? It's because it's an interesting take on it. Yeah, it's because I saw so many people working with non-tangible things like Reiki or their intuitives or they have this special superpower but they have a really hard time putting that on a landing page and seeing conversions because other people don't understand what it is. They'll mm-hmm. get up close to them and they'll be around them and they'll get in their energy and they'll be like, I love you. How do we work together? But they weren't seeing those more automated sales or the ability to just simply talk about it and have people click with it. Mm-hmm. So that was my mission was to help people, not just people who already have some magic and they're really amazing at it, but teaching them how to talk about it so that it clicks instantly for other people. And that sales conversation is almost non-required because people can just pick up on what you're doing and they just get it on such a deep level based on the words you choose. I definitely had that problem um, a number of years ago. You know, I, I am one of those people where I can sell like any product that I believe in, right? Like a physical, tangible product. Like I have that connection with it. But for quite some time, like when I was first starting out online, I really just thought that I could only sell tangible products. I couldn't sell mentorship because it was just air essentially right it's like how yes. do I, what, are people getting something here like you know what I mean so it's it's I know it's so tricky for so many people yeah and Apple does it really well they productize items so that you walk in and you can pick the watch or you can pick the iPhone so that's the intention is that people who sell non-tangibles can have that same level of tangibility even though they're selling air right Awesome. I love it. So can you tell us a little bit about your story, like how you kind of got to this point? Give us a run through of like the last 10 years. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So 10 years ago, I had no idea what I was doing and I almost went to school for music in Florida and I realized I'm only kind of so-so on that. So I'm like, how about I go to college here locally in Portland and I love plants and I love art. I knew I was a creative. I wasn't totally sure on my medium. So I studied landscape design, which was amazing. And it opened a lot of doors um, in the surrounding area because it's a very green and lush state. So I got to work on some amazing corporate campuses and, you know, hotels, designing things for them with plants. So, yeah, I got to paint with plants, which was awesome. And then I got adrenal fatigue from pushing myself too hard for taking on stress. I didn't have the tools that I have now. And so my body started shutting down and I had to make the choice of 
do I keep doing this, which is a dream job, or do I go figure out what's up? And I decided that no matter what it would take, I was going to figure out what it would be like to live healthfully and happy. And even if that meant I had to be broke for a while, I did it. (laughs) So this was the start of my uh, spiritual adventure. I learned what a chakra was. I started meditating. I took um, a lot of classes. I bought into modalities like acupuncture and energy work. And through that process, I reconnected to a lot of my personal spiritual beliefs, which are very new agey and centered in magic. And I I unpacked manifesting. So I taught a course on that. And um, so I just, I felt like I was reborn and reawakened and that I'd come home and I'd reactivated parts of myself that had been lost and missing. The part that says you can be wealthy and happy and have space and time and have things just show up for you and be super professional And, you know, live a life that's amazing that isn't just, you know, granola and recycled paper bag for clothes. So (laughs) instead of combining the abundance and um, uh, the spirituality together. So that was a that was a massive journey for me. And um, because on the other side of all of that detoxing and purging and committing, just asking over and over, what will it take for me to be empowered? What is the empowered choice? Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm at a dead end, but I know there are options here. And just being open to receive what that was and then being willing to feel the pain, it just, it set me free in a lot of ways. So I've gone through this, a whole nother renaissance, especially as my Saturn returns year, which is when you turn 29 and Saturn is back in the same place in the heavens as he was when you were born. So it's asking you to face a lot of patterns you've had, which is totally my experience. Uh, it's the energy's lightening up and I have like radical clarity on who I am and what I'm doing. And that's when a lot of this, um, confidence in my ability to share with people my perspective of them and their work and give them the tools in the form of words to describe what they do and serve on a bigger level. So that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. What were, what were some of your like programs that you felt were really holding you back in the summer? Cause I'm sure a lot of women are going to be feeling the, or feel the exact same way, right? They, they have a really good idea of what makes them happy and what they want to do. Um, maybe they've really shifted into that role in life, but now there's still stuff holding them back and they're still, you know, running the same program they've run for 20 years, what have you, right? So what were some of those ones that you felt were like the worst ones that were in your way? Yeah. So uh, I had with a partner for nine years now. So Clay Green, And I met him when I was 21. So that's quite a long time. And as I've grown and matured, I've stepped out of a codependent place with him where I needed his approval. I needed his support. I needed all these things in order to feel self-sufficient and confident. And so I was living, as Abraham Hicks would say, conditional liver. I was living as if I need all these conditions to be met before I feel okay, before I trust myself. So I would say the first one was sort of taking back my power. Not that anyone had taken it, but that I had misplaced it. And I let someone else be the reason that I felt confident and happy. So sort of reclaiming that also triggers. I took ownership of all of my triggers because I realized if someone's being annoying, (laughs) sorry, my cat's like being a silly goof right here. Um, If I am letting someone else sort of trigger me, that's about me. And when I went through every single moment when that happened and I'm like, I'm so mad at you right now. And I know this is about me. And I went in and explored what that was about. Things shifted and changed. And Kyle Cease talks a lot about this, the transformational comic. And he talks about evolving out loud where you sort of sit with the feeling or the pain and you let it come up and you move through it. 
another one was thinking I didn't have choices. So I was on a very, very tight budget over the summer. And I didn't think I could afford to buy the supplements I needed or get a new dress or whatever it was. And I know that that was my reality because I chose it. Mm-hmm. So coming, coming out of that summer, I realized I always have options and I don't always need money to get what I need or what would support me. And that I don't let what appears to be a dead end or a, a limitation on my ability prevent me from still manifesting it. You know, we all know that when we feel really, really good, like so much of our desires can come to us when we're feeling really, really good. But there also is that piece where it's like the law of control. And I talk about this all the time, but it's, you know, you are as happy as you feel in control of your life. And when you're not doing so well financially, you know, you're not feeling in control of your life and therefore you're not feeling happy. But we know we need to feel happy (laughs) to get to feel in control of our life, right? And it's that really like horrible hamster wheel. So the new year for me has been amazing. And I think that has to do with a lot of my cleaning out of stuff from last year. I mean, I went bonkers. I cleaned out old photos. I organized my Google Drive. I I made lots of choices where I would be confronted with something that I had started to create or I'd want to create. And I'd have to say, is this the new me? Yes or no. And I would throw it out instantly or get rid of it. And I live minimally, so most of this was digital stuff, but it made a big difference. And what happened was, even as I would sort through my old photos, um, I think that was one of the most powerful things I did was I sorted through nine years worth of photos, sort of reflecting on my journey. And I was like, you know what? I'm a freaking badass. Look at that cute girl. She's not overweight. She's insecure, but you know, she has the ability to create whatever she wants. And that larger perspective brought confidence back to me it gave me that that um the loving tender you know what you had a rough summer oh well look at all these summers you had a great you know a great time and by choosing that's me that's not me this vibration doesn't match me anymore this habit doesn't match my brain kicked in and said oh wow she's choosing all of these powerful things that are like this Mm -hmm. let's give her more of that and i think my purge in the fall of last year really set me up for this new year to be super smooth because I'd already made so many decisions and it felt like the train tracks just were laid out for me and things just were clicking in place. So the choices that I had wanted to make for a long time were just happening more easily, but they're not happening all at once. I'm seeing this staggered effect where the first two weeks of January, I was able to do this and, Oh, let's build on that. So it's this Great. calmer feeling of progress. that's more organic than this massive new year's resolution rush. I know, right? It's, and, and is that really actually super beneficial? You know what I mean? Everything to just come at once and just be like, here you go, here's everything, deal with it. <laughs> See if you can- like a fire hose. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I remember watching a chat that you did, maybe it was last summer, last spring, something like that, and you had talked about quitting a job, and you had talked about um, what it was like for you to make that change. Do you remember something like that, a video that you... Oh, yeah. I don't remember Um, the exact video, but I remember the decision. (laughs) Okay. Um, Can we talk about that? I think a lot of people are in that position where they're like absolutely dreading going to work every single day. Mm -hmm. I was there. Um, You know, you feel like you are... You feel like you're letting yourself down because you're doing it. You, but you don't want to let yourself down by not doing it. Yeah. It's a very... It's a horrible cycle, right? Totally. I love how you describe that. It's kind of um, like damned if you do and damned if you don't. So you're kind of feeling stuck. And for me, my health was a major reason originally why I made that choice. And I think that that's a pattern of mine. I wait until it gets so bad that I've got like blistering acne or my hair's falling out before I do something. Um, 
that lets me know this is important enough to me. I probably can change that so that it isn't as dramatic. Um, but for me, that's my motivator. And maybe other people have different motivators, like my child needs X, Y, or Z, or, you know, my husband's moving or whatever. So there's lots of factors that, that would motivate someone to like pull the trigger. But I spent a lot of time hating it, knowing that ultimately I wasn't supposed to be there long-term, that it was supposed to be short-term. But I, I took everything on and made it all my fault instead of, or I just didn't have the tools in that moment to understand I'm feeling crappy. Therefore I need to let this go. This isn't about me. Other people can do their job. I don't have to be responsible. So I had let a lot of lessons that I've learned now create a lot of turmoil for me. And when I finally made the decision, it was like a wave of relief, like, Oh my gosh. So that's, I do know that even though I hadn't necessarily learned all these lessons, <laughs> which cropped up again for me this summer, that I was still choosing the path of least resistance. So it was, the, it was the choice that felt easiest and most natural. And I've had a chance since then to go back and clean up the energy stuff that was creating the patterns that made me feel stressed and burned out, which can replay in your new life, whether or not you make the chance choice to leave your job. So I didn't have a strict game plan. I had some savings set aside. My partner graciously went back to work, but I put so much pressure on the decision. Like if I'm not making this money, we're going to starve. And that just simply isn't true. And anything that has that negatively ultra-charged, desperate, now-or-never type thing really isn't truthful or real. It just feels that way in the moment. Mm -hmm. so, so I would suggest if someone's in that space to distance themselves from that feeling and say, what's really real here? What's, tr what's actually true? And then make a decision on what just feels the most organic, natural, easy choice for them to make that's more in alignment with what they want to do. And maybe staying in the job to save a certain amount of money is the easy path. You know, I was making a really good income, company car, all those perks, but I wasn't really saving any money. And I, I was basically saying to myself, like, okay, like, this is not, you know, this is not your purpose. You like almost want to cry every single day. Sometimes you do. I had to go away all the time for work and I hated going away alone, um, crying on the phone to my husband. Like he probably could have just pressed record. Like, it's okay, honey. Like it was the same thing. Like constantly when you make that decision in your mind things get really really stressful after that right um but when you're just kind of living on autopilot it's just like it's horrible but it's just like you know autopilot but um for me i i always knew that you know everybody around me was always saying well don't you quit until you make xyz or like that kind of thing right and realistically i knew that that might not happen you know what i mean like it just wasn't it's like if you're going to make a leap and you know that you can possibly be good at something, it's just important to kind of take that leap. That's how, that's how I felt at that moment. I know that's not the best answer for everybody, but um, it's a major decision to make, obviously. But I think that, yeah, we really do get into that um, paradigm of, like, this is the only job you're ever going to get, or this is the only way you'll ever make that money, or what have you, right? And that's not the case. And, um, you know, you just have to get really, really clear on, a lot of things. What makes, what's going to make you happy? What, what you can really dive into feeling really good about yourself and feeling though you're like activating your zone of genius, right? You know, there's so many messages out there online and I think that not one of them is right for everybody, right? <laughs> totally. I love that. And I love that you brought in the zone of genius thing because I really believe that each of us have that and that we're here remembering and searching for it until we find it. And some people are born knowing what it is and some like me find it along the way. And 
when we step into that is when we find the ease and happiness. And sometimes there's transition phases where there's a part-time job or you're supporting someone online or you're selling something on the side and there's so many options. It's just, I feel like the peace comes when you just decide you're going to do it no matter what path it's going to take. And it's almost like you have ah, like a sigh of relief, like, ah, I do deserve to share my art. There is value here. I'm going to dedicate my time and energy to that. And that's what's important. I remember, I, I was just thinking, I remember having this kind of like aha moment right before I was kind of finishing up with my job or made that decision. And a big value of mine had always been safety. Now, like, I don't know where that really came from. I've always been safe, like in my whole entire life. Um, but maybe I'm a worry word. I don't know. But safety has always been kind of like my, one of my biggest values. And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, I'm going away all the time, you know, flying around all the time. I don't mind flying for when it's like leisurely and fun, but it just felt like I was always under the control of someone else, right? Um, Brenda Burchard in his High Performance Habit book talks about necessity being a reason that people make that jump because the pain of staying where we're at isn't as great as, or I'm doing this backward, the pain of staying where we're at is greater than our fear of change and um, us overcome, the, the pain that is, comes with overcoming some of those limiting stories like I won't be safe, I won't have money. I can't be healthy. Those, those types of things. So that even is like kind of low vibe as it is to get into that fear state. It is, can also be a positive because it helps us have that line in the sand moment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, thank you so much for kind of diving into that. Cause I know that so many people are in that position or, you know, might be in that position and it's really, really good for them to know that, um, you know, not all personalities online have had a majorly smooth transition. That's so not the case. No, it's like this. <laughs> the roller coaster. It's the creative roller coaster of emotions. Um, okay. Question for you. Let's get into some a little bit funner stuff here. So um, what does alignment really mean to you? And how do you really feel you're living your soul's mission right now uh, on the topic of alignment? Mm, I love alignment. Alignment is like spiritual cocaine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> alignment, when I'm in it, things manifest. I get messages from spirit. Synchronistic situations unfold around me. I feel like I lift a finger and 20 tons of work gets done. It's that magical zone of creative space where anything I want just appears because I'm not in any resistance. So I do think that when I came into this life, I chose certain things I wanted to explore. Um, and probably to a certain extent, I agreed for sure on some things I wanted to experience. And for me, alignment is being in harmony with those things, even if that means I have to let go of some old beliefs I have to let go of an old pattern. Um, so alignment is really, for me, tuning into my higher self, the version of me that isn't held back by any fear and can just tap right into source and create whenever she wants. Um, and alignment is my ability to sync up with that and embody it in this 3D lifestyle. So I'm sure everybody has, you know, even if they're not feeling in alignment at the moment, I'm sure they have can tap into those old feelings that they have felt alignment in, right? We, we know how good it feels to feel just amazing and thing, amazing things are happening and you're just feeling great. So that, that's great alignment. However, what can you suggest to people when they're feeling like in that sludge? You know what I mean? Like maybe it yeah. was feeling back in the summer and you still, you know what's going to make you happy, but it's like in that moment, you can't make that next step or it feels like yeah. you can't make the next stepping stone to get there. Right. Like it's just like, <laughs> yes, yes. So I had a friend remind me of this and she said, um, just accept it. 
that feeling of where you're like, oh, I'm out of alignment and I feel mad and then I'm sad and then I'm back to being mad again at myself and I should be better. She says, the amount of time you spend judging that is the amount of time that the goodness and the alignment can't come in. So just get friendly with it, realize it's there to serve you and just soften and love. And so one thing that I was able to do was just say, I love you. Every time a fear thought came up or every time I saw someone who I was pissed at or <laughs> anything, I stubbed my toe. It was just, I love you because there's really, that's the highest frequency to tune into is love. And so softening and just accepting and sitting with it lets it shift. And in addition to that, more of a tangible thing that I did was where can I find relief in other areas of my life? So maybe money is really blocked for me right now. Or I'm not feeling it. Where can I feel really good in my body? Where can I feel good with my partner? Where can I feel good even with my cat snuggling on me? Those little moments of relief, they're not tangential. Our, our lifestyle is a web. And so any goodness that you're feeling on one side of the web translates to the other. And we can sneak our way out of that snarl of misalignment by finding it in other areas. And then we'll look back at this one spot and we'll be like, oh, what was the deal? <laughs> it's nothing. I know if you look back at like any major rut or anything like that, that you've been in, you know, time actually really is what cures it. Right. And it's also getting your mind off of it, like with a project or anything like that, where you can just kind of allow yourself to have that break where you stop worrying or fretting or what have you. And that's really what shifts, shifts it all. Right. Um, I love that you said, soften because you know in my restorative yoga class you know at the end of a move when we're kind of like doing some you know weird crazy move that hurt at the beginning but then by the end of the five minutes holding that pose it doesn't hurt anymore and you know she'll always say at the end like okay the last 10 seconds like soften even more and it's like I guess I can <laughs> right? it's like yes but but truly what so what can you do like in your life to kind of even just like soften into <sighs> what the the other side of resistance right just yes. like you know and that might be able to help <laughs> I love your question so much so so <laughs> so much so um one of them is and these are from Abraham Hicks that I love to use um is uh it is what it is so if I feel like crap I have this thing on my credit card and I'm not able to pay it off this month nah I just say ah it is what it is doing the best I can so finding little sentences or phrases that basically remove the pressure from the situation because at the end of the day I'm not going to look back at my life and beat up myself that I had an overdraft charge like that's not going to happen I'm going to feel so much you know so, so different than that tiny little microscopic moment so softening would be changing the conversation in my head um, which often then will like soften and open my heart chakra um, that's something I've been doing is breathing in through my heart I was really really cut off from my heart and most of us are when we're in fear our heart and our solar plexus and I started breathing in, like visualizing love coming in. And I didn't even want to have to break down all the areas where I was afraid. I just wanted to like feel that love and that connection and realize, you know, I don't have to fix anything. I don't have to solve anything. I can just connect to this loving feeling and it's going to radiate outward. So those were two things that I did that were really helpful for both mind and body. So I know you said that you say, I love you, right? Which is a, the highest frequency, highest vibration. So what other little practices have you used like over the years? Like have you used Ho'oponopono and different things like that to like, and you yes. just like, like anybody else after a while, you just kind of pick and choose the parts that you like. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, right? totally. I actually used Ho'oponopono this morning because I had tuned into a really big creative project that I wanted to do. I imagined I'm going to Sundance this week and I was like, what if, what if somehow I get a hold of a microphone at Sundance? What would I tell all these artists and creatives and filmmakers? And I was, I just like, 
in my head, I'm like, I would say this and that and this and that. And then today I was going to film the video and I woke up feeling so guilty and shameful about something that happened so long ago. And I was like, that is so interesting as I'm being bigger and expanding the boundaries of what I think is creatively possible for myself. Ah, I see how there's a little bit of fear that's like, don't be too big. And so it brought that memory up and I'm looking at it and I'm like, why, why? Mm. So I haponopono that and it, it softened and I, and haponopono prayer for those of you who don't know is you repeat these four phrases and I think you can do it in any order. I usually do it in any order that just feels natural, but it's, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. And that for me just opens up a lot of like, I'll chant that on repeat and then it just like opens up a softness. So I love that you mentioned that. That's so such a powerful one energy work or mindset work or what have you is like this big daunting thing you have to jump into and it you not start small right but like yeah. realistically, you can just start small in, in so many ways um yeah and it's funny because all these different things that we've learned like over the years ho'oponopono or EFT tapping or like whatever it is um I don't use all of these things every day. I don't think anybody really does, like unless that's their specialty. But you know what? At times, you're just going to feel called to use certain techniques or certain things, right? And that's just, yes. you know, for, you know, have your toolbox of stuff, like have it written down so you can kind of like remember, of course. But, you know, one week, I might do, e do EFT tapping all week, not do it again for another six months. Like that's how my mind works, right? So I just do whatever I feel is like necessary, necessary and good for me in the moment. Love it. Can I share one more quick sure. one that I used? Sure. So this is the release. I think this is the re called the release technique. And this was really good because I was hanging on to a lot of anger over the summer. And I felt like, oh, if people don't pay for the wrong they've done me or they don't feel guilt, they're not, they're going to do it again. So I was holding all this, this grudgy stuff to myself, thinking that they needed to learn their lesson or it would happen to me again. So I was trying to protect myself. And I was like, how can I release this? And I'd feel like I'd release it and I wouldn't. And the release technique is just, um, can I release this? And you just sort of listen for yes, no. And then you're like, um, can't, or will I, will I release this? So not, not only can I, but will I, and then you say, when, when can I release it? And if it's no, and you still want to hang on to it for a while, that's cool. But if you say yes, you can just like imagine your hand dropping it and that's it. Nice. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I have a few, um, little personal methods that I use just like that kind of the same thing about wanting to let something go or release it or even seeing something in your reality. Right. And I really use this as kind of like, a, cause I feel like everybody understands computers, but if you imagine your computer, like a desktop, right, you've got all these random things like on your desktop. And if you see something on there that you don't like, say it's, you know, you don't have enough money to pay your bills or, or you don't like the income you're making or what have you. Right. Literally like, ask yourself, check in with yourself if you're ready to get rid of that, right? Ready to release it, drag it over to your, um, <laughs> drag it over to your trash bin, right? And then once that you go like empty the trash bin and goes, whoosh, like I just imagine it going like out into the universe and not coming back. <laughs> yes, transmuted back into light and positive energy. I love that. That's so good. The only way energy like that is going to come back to you is creative, abundant energy, right? Because you just clean the deck. <laughs> totally. It's like what you were doing you know, all fall, just cleaning your yes. computer files. Oh, girl, so much cleaning. Um, okay, well, let's see here. I have a few questions. I feel like we've, like, jumped all over the place, and it's good. Um, okay, what changes do you have for yourself in the near future? Mm, okay, so <laughs> as part of my journey, I feel like since we've talked about some dark stuff, my hair is falling out. 
as part of the stress over the summer. And so one of the changes for myself is I have, I went gluten-free, which I've done before, but I gotten lazy. So in January I did that. And now it's time for me to also pull out the dairy. So I'm sort of like we talked about earlier, step-by-step versus all at once. I'm step-by-step sort of cleaning up areas of my physical health so that it can, I can just have the body that I need in order to go do the work that I'm here to do. So that's a big one for sure. (laughs) So one is anytime I don't know what it is that's blocking me, like, why do I have this weight? Grr, what's really going on? A powerful question to ask via um, access consciousness is what will it take for me to reach my ideal weight? What is it going to take? And then just over the next days and weeks, I'll honor and allow whatever comes up. Oh, I need to forgive so-and-so. Oh, I need to, you know, whatever, self-confidence. And then just deal with that kind of thing and then move forward. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to share that tool for people just so that that felt complete for them. I love how your processes are all about asking yourself questions, like in every single one. (laughs) It's it's totally awesome, right? I don't think a lot of people on the day-to-day probably ask themselves questions, right, to find the answers, right? They're like, oh, what's the answer to this? Like, you know what I mean? Hoping it'll just like show up or what have you. But realistically, if you don't ask the right questions, you're never going to get the right intuitive answers, right? That's why, you know, intuition works on, it's very powerful, but you have to be very specific with the questions that you ask yourself, right? Yeah. And I realized that about nine months ago, I'm like, I ask crappy questions, therefore I'm getting crappy answers. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Awesome. (laughs) Well, it's good that you came to that realization because it's got you so much further. For a woman that feels that she's kind of just starting out in life right now, again, maybe for the third time, maybe for the second time, what have you, in some way, what advice could you give her right now? I would say that whatever you choose is true about you is what is true for you. So in this moment where you've stepped out of an old way of being and into a new, this is a great time to take a look at what you believe about yourself and what you believe about what's possible for you and realize that they're only just clothes that you wear and you can take them off Mm -hmm. and set them to the side. So it's a great point in time to reevaluate what do I want to be true about me and I'll go through and do a Pinterest board of how I want to feel and put all these cool pictures up on there. And I'll be like that, that's me. So it's almost, it's it's like a energetic wardrobe change. (laughs) Yeah. And be really conscious about that because that's the whole point of transitioning into something new is you make some new choices and it can be fun and, and easy and just experimental and that just fall in love with that process. I know a lot of people make like vision boards and things like that. I, um, at least, at least once a year, I'll definitely make like kind of like a journal collage type thing. And it'll literally just be images that make me feel good. Some might like be more um, self-explanatory than others. But other than that, it's just feelings, feeling good, like the images that make you feel good. And that's why I think Pinterest is so powerful because you can go on like at any time of the day and no matter what is on like the home feed, like you'll find one picture that inspires you, right? So it really does give you that um, kind of like checkpoint for yourself where you can create an amazing board, right? And just like have it as feel good images that, you know, whatever state you're in, it's just going to make you feel more aligned and just kind of like click into you in that moment, right? I love it. It's like conscious transitions, energy and imagery and words and music and flavors and clothes, all of that scenery, even all choosing all of those things that support you. So you're living a really highly aligned life. 
Have you ever been in a situation, I'm sure you're going to say yes, have you ever been in a situation where you are feeling as though you're doing the things that you love, right? Things are in alignment, things are feeling good, um, but yet there's still something there that's not making sense for you. I always kind of like imagine it kind of as like a puzzle that's like just like they're not quite like in there yet. And I think that what I'm trying to get at is messages that we're being inundated with and of what what people are doing here and what works here and what should be working for you so have you ever been at that place where you felt really really good and felt in alignment yet you're like maybe i should be doing it like this and maybe i should be doing totally it and i don't know what to do <laughs> right? yeah i took a business course early this season that i ended up leaving because i wanted so badly for someone to just look me in the eye and tell me what to do and it didn't work for me and i got even sicker so yes is the answer <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because I'm like, I want certainty. I want to know what my mission is. Can someone just give that to me on a platter and I can just be done with it? But yeah, what I found, <laughs> yes, and wow. I'm, I'm almost 30 and it's still, you know, coming to me. But I think a big thing that's helped me is who do I need to be? Who is the person I want to be? Who's the woman I want to be? And then letting the actions and activities sort of flow from that versus trying to work that puzzle so hard that it, it spins me right out of my good feeling place when I'm so focused on the fact that everything's great, but this one thing is I don't know what my business will be about, or I don't know this or that. And it just, it, I, I'm going to, I'm going to look at the nine things that are awesome. And I'm just going to surrender the one piece and ask questions and, and just trust that those answers will come to me mm -hmm. and just fall in love with the woman I'm becoming through the journey, not be hung up on the journey. Right. And at any point in the journey, like even as you are, you know, building you or your business or whatever it is that you're building, your, your life project, you start to change and develop new ideas and just have new experiences and that kind of thing. It's really important that you do allow yourself to kind of shift and make those other like little tiny tweaks and changes, right? I know so many people get into... Um, you know, whatever it is, whatever they're doing in life, their business or what have you. And they're like, okay, these are the guy, these are my, my strategy, my tools and do this for like two years. And it's just like, that is not, <laughs> that's great to start out with. Right. But realistically, you're going to find that that's not feeling good. That's not feeling good, but people still push. They still push that same strategy that they built a couple years ago. And that's not, I, I personally think that that's just not helpful. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So I've set an income goal for like Q1 of this year, but I know it's going to totally change as I get through Q1 because I'm going to get new insights and wisdom and I'm asking questions and, you know, we're, we're connected to our intuition. So there's going to be new information. So I don't want to lock myself into a plan for 50 years that mm -hmm. is going to be irrelevant in two months. Yeah. Totally. I know. I think that so many people need to really just allow themselves to soften into their decision-making process, right? Just like you're saying, ask really good questions. Just soften and ask really good questions. <laughs> soften it up. Soft serve, please. Um, okay, let's see here. I guess we'll kind of wrap up, but I really do want to ask you a couple more questions. Like, what does magical living mean to you? <sighs> magical living is living not based on what I think is logically possible for me, but living from infinite potential. So knowing that I've got this like magic bag that I can pull anything I want out at any time. And when I live in that, I sort of have a twinkle in my eye and I look at things, I find clues like, oh my gosh, I, I, oh, I went on, you'll love this. This is magical living. I went on a walk and I was like doing my affirmations. I'm going to, you know, $5,000 in my bank account, da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, I love this walk. And I was walking. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to find money today. I just know I am. 
And I reach down and I pull up a denomination. It's probably like from the Philippines or something. It's probably like 20 cents. <laughs> but it was like a bill. And I was like, of course. And to me, that's magical living because that's the universe bouncing back to me what I was reflecting out to her. Yeah. And so funny because you did not find a, like a thousand dollar American bill. You found a, like a strange other currency, right? You're like, this is so, such strange information that I'm receiving yes. back to me, right? It's like, okay. <laughs> yes. And how can I build upon it? How can I just, just like a little thumbs up from my yeah. spirit guides or something. Um, I thank you so much for um, spending your time with us and sharing your wisdom and sharing your stories and, um, you know, letting us know that once again, you're another very real person online. You have ups and downs and roller coasters and highs and lows and all of that kind of stuff, just like we all do. Cause we're real. <laughs> we're yep. Um, and yep. that it's okay. And that you've really taught us that, you know what, asking yourself really, really good, important questions about how you are ready to release things or how you are ready to move forward or be your best self, um, has been really, really helpful for so many people, including a great reminder for myself. Um, so I just want to ask you one more question before we go. What is your personal magic? Mm. My personal magic is feeling into the energy of what someone is saying, looking beyond the words that they're using into the heart of what they want to communicate. And then I just reflect that back to them and it, it revolutionizes their life, whether it's messaging that they can now use in their business or it's a new level of confidence to go forward in Hollywood or whatever it is. I'm this little mirror that will shine back to you what your greatest strengths and your greatest qualities are in a really truthful, simple and loving way. And that I just, people brings tears to people's eyes. So that's, that's what I'm here to be is a bright, shiny mirror. I love that. I, because literally just this morning, I just read a little like, you know, PDF quote or what have you online. And it was about um, this lady saw these two dogs run into the same room at different times. And one came out being super happy and smiley. And the other one came out growling and very, very angry. And the what was in that room was just a thousand mirrors of what you know that dog saw themselves as right and I was like oh that's such a good reminder yeah. but exactly what you've just said so definitely I love it <laughs> I love it be the happy dog well until next time check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun and creative things for you to take part in thanks for listening